I call it luck. In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. Welcome to episode 53 of the Canto Bite Dispatch. I'm Emily Vind, and with me, as always, my delightful co-host, Brittany Brown. Hi, Brittany. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. Just relaxing on this lovely Sunday morning. My sister's visiting from Orlando, so I haven't been sleeping well because she's loud. Like, all she does is just, like, yell throughout the house. Like, this morning I was woken up to, like, yelling. Oh, that sounds like fun. It's the most fun I think I'll ever have in my life. But uh, I I got a Porg. Ooh, you did? Yes. This, it's very exciting because it was very, I did not see this coming. Like this was a surprise, but a welcome one. So I was at Target um, on Friday and I was you know I was walking around clothes shopping because Target has really cute clothes and Rusty texted me a picture and it was a picture of a porg with two little porglets Ooh, that's exciting and I had to get it There's like there were there were a lot left. Like it's so weird because usually like they tell us if there's going to be like usually like Comic Con they tell us if there's going to be like any new uh, new porgs or anything. But but yeah, and I'm opening it up right now. This is a porg unboxing podcast. Now I've taken over. It's really small. It's only it's it's less than twelve inches tall. And then of course like the little porglets are only like less than an inch tall but was it was it steel who suggested that it looked like the porg was wearing porglet slippers yeah i love steel because <laughs> it really does <laughs> it does here trying to take off Cause, the because the porglets are like down at its feet yes okay here we go its hair is kind of like messed up so it looks really funny and yeah, the poor the porglets are at its feet. You could you could take off the porglets, but I think I want to leave them on because it does kind of look like they have shoes on, and I, I don't want to lose the porglets because like they're so small. And when I'm not podcasting, like I usually like put like my laundry on this desk, you know. Mm-hmm. So I don't want the porglets to get lost in my laundry. So I think I'm gonna leave them attached for now. But. But yeah, they're really cute. I did not think that they were going to have any more porgs, but it's really funny because like on the on the box it says from the new movie The Last Jedi. <laughs> and The Last Jedi isn't really new anymore, so. But yeah, a it's new exciting porg though, number. a new porg. 
I know we're at 22 now, I think. Is that, is that counting the porglets? No, the porglets. Okay, wait. Uh, 22, 23, 20, wait, 22, 23, 24. 24 counting the porglets. But I don't think I want to count the porglets because even when you stack them on top of each other, they're still not taller than the smallest porg that I have. So but, things that are small don't count? Emily... So Yoda doesn't count? Emily. So Ewoks don't count? N- no, they do count. It just, you, you have to see how small. It's like little pebbles. It's like, it, it's like they're not full grown yet. Like, you know, if you're in a room with 20 people and they ask how many adults are in the room, you don't count everyone because, you know, what if someone's like six or seven? Like, you don't okay. count the six or seven-year-old as an adult. But you count them as a person. Yeah, I know. Like, If you said I'll how take- many people are in the room, you would count the kids. Or if you were a room full of cats and kittens, and I said how many cats are in the room, you wouldn't, be, you wouldn't not count the kittens. I mean, I would be like, there's four cats and four kittens. Maybe. But... No, these are, they're really small, but you're right. I should, I, I guess my count is at 24 now. Actually, wait, no, 22, 23, 20, yeah, 24. I can't how did, how, Okay, how is it that hard to, for you to add two? <laughs> I don't know. It, it's, I, I have to you slept have to well. Tw- you have to do that twice. And the first time I was going to let it go, but then you did it again. It's been a long week. I'm already, I'm exhausted. I haven't slept well. I can't count when I haven't slept well. But anyways, how are you doing? What what's new with Emily Lind? Um nothing. I don't have any new Star Wars stuff. Um I haven't done anything. I'm not doing anything. Oh, I get to meet Rashad tomorrow. Oh shit. That's fun. Rashad from Will Communication and who produces uh, Steel's Hyper Chat. Yeah, so he's he's in town for a bachelor party and we're going to meet up for lunch tomorrow before he goes back to California. I'm very excited. I would be too. That's going to be fun. A nice little West Coast-cation. I'm just, I don't know. It's really cool to like meet people who you've known online for a while but have never met in person before yeah that's really rad it's it's so much fun like i always get like really excited before like i meet anyone or i go to steals like live shows or when the colleen came down it was really exciting plus we're at disneyland too so i mean like disneyland plus like friends is like the happiest thing ever so but yeah it used to make me nervous like oh yeah i was nervous when i first met steel and I was nervous. Weirdly, I was nervous like right before I met Johnny. Like in the because we met um at like a meetup after New York Comic Con. And like, you know, I wasn't nervous like in the like lead up to it, but then like while Colleen and I were walking to the bar, I'm like, oh man. <laughs> like I got a little bit nervous. I don't know why. And then he's like the nicest dude in the world, but still. But now I don't really get that anymore. I have that with a lot of people or just like a lot of like when I first went to Steel's first show like last um, 
or last June, I met Steele for the first time. I met Justin and Rashad. I met Aaron Boyd. And I was like really nervous to meet everyone. Like even though like we were all kind of in this like DM chat, I was still nervous even though I talked to these people like every day. I was still like, oh my God. But it, it gets better. So, but I can't wait to meet, you know, like more people like meeting like Haas and Jesse was like awesome. They were amazing. I was nervous to meet them, actually. I was, like, really nervous because, like, I went up to Jesse and I didn't know to do, like, the handshake or the hug. And Aww. I was like, <laughs> I was like damn it. Hug. I, like, because it looked like she was going in for a handshake, but then, like, I, the, then, like, it turned into a hug. And then I was like, I, terrible first impression, Brittany. Way to go. <laughs> but... No, and then um, I remember Steele's live show for The Last Jedi was where I met the Sithless guys for the first time. And I was, like, ter- not terrified. I was really nervous. And then I attacked them all with hugs. And then now, yeah. That's what you do when you get nervous is you just attack people with hugs. It works every time. Maybe. But, um... <laughs> Are you guys going to get, like, good food tomorrow? Like, what? Are you going to take them to, like, the best restaurant you know? Well, it sort of depends because it's supposed to be super hot tomorrow. Oh, like, yay. it's supposed to be in the 90s. So I'm like, well, do we actually, like, want to, like, walk 15 minutes to the awesome noodle place? Or do we just want to go to, like, the food court across the street? I almost think it would be too hot for noodles, though. Are these... Hot noodles, or is there such thing as cold noodles? Yeah, I don't they know. do both. They do both. Oh shit! It's so, like Szechuan yeah. style, Ooh. and it's super good. But I mean, it is a little bit of a walk. Mm. That's difficult. I mean, sometimes the food is worth the the walking and the heat. Like depending so, on how good the food is, and I trust your judgment on food. It well, it sort of it sort of depends also like how much Rashad's been walking around. Yeah, that's true. Ugh. At least it's not supposed to rain. It was originally supposed to rain, but that is no longer in the forecast. Mm. I remember being the idiot in New York that wore flip flops when it was raining. Okay, you shouldn't wear flip flops in New York, no matter what. I mean, I was stupid. Just give me another chance, Emily. When I come visit you, I will not bring any flip flops. Well, obviously, because it'll probably be like the winter time when I. I come mean, people visit, wear but... them all the time, but like for me, like it's like your feet will be black. <sighs> it's so gross. It's it just it's so humid. Like I still remember how humid it was. Like, oh, how do you live? Air conditioning, lots of air conditioning. Hmm. It's a good way to live. And avoiding the outdoors. <laughs> those, are the, those are the things that you do. Yeah. Like, that's what I've been doing. Like, it's been, like, hot here. But we get a lot of dry heat here in San Diego. And it sucks because it's, like, cool. I'm indoors. But then, like, I eat all the time. So, it's, like, I'm always, like, okay. Like, I should go exercise or be active. But then it's, like, too hot. And then I end up being inside eating, like, bad food and it's like come on I need to be winter so that I could actually go outside and not get burned by the sun you know that you can exercise indoors right that's a thing that exists (sighs) yeah but then like 
we have a treadmill in the garage and the garage is really hot. And I'm just making excuses because I'm lazy. And uh, I need it to be winter. Can it can it be like can it be like a fall already? So like we can start putting up the Halloween decorations and getting all spooky and shit. I do like fall and I do Mm. like Halloween. Yeah, we always put up our Halloween decorations like as soon as probably like September hits. We do our decorations like how Disney does. Like Disney puts up their decorations like as soon as possible. Like, for instance, like they put up their Christmas decorations the day after Halloween. And that's what we do, too. So, Uh, but so I, I saw a debate on Twitter the other day about terrible candies and people were mentioning candy corn and those like little what what were those little ones called? The peanut butter kisses? The black and white, the black and yeah. orange wrapped ones? Yeah. For those who don't know, the peanut butter kisses are the like the cheapest Halloween candy you can get. And they're in either, they come in bags of like black paper wrapped and orange paper wrapped. And they're supposedly peanut butter, like, like maybe like taffy or peanut butter chews or some sort of horrible thing that'll rip out your fillings. But they are garbage candy. They are the worst candy. And if you give them away for Halloween, you should just not give away any candy on Halloween. They are anti-candy. I I agree. I'm trying to think of like other like terrible Halloween candies. We were the family that would only pass out um, Tootsie Rolls. Ugh. I know. Like, I just remember having that big pot of, like, Tootsie Rolls. Like, we would, like, pass them out. And then, yeah. I'm trying to think of, like, other, like, really bad, like, Halloween candies. Um, The Smarties kind of taste like, sometimes Smarties, they taste like, I'm trying to think of, like, the word. It tastes like paper. And then with, like, I can't think of anything, but. Anyway, Star Wars is back. I don't know. There's no news this week other than porgs and stuff. Um, we've got a little I mean there's no news, but we've got a couple little things. Um stars.com did an interview with EK Johnston about the upcoming Padme book Queen Shadow. Um, that's coming out in March. We talked a little bit about it before, but she, she, okay. I want to read this because stars I come ass. I know you can't say much about queen shadow, but what can you tell me about your Padme fandom? And she says, well, it's funny because my favorite character in Star Wars is Leia, but Padme is my doctor, which is a Doctor Who fandom thing where like the doctor you love the most is your doctor. And Padme for Star Wars is my doctor. She's the character that got me back into Star Wars when I was 14. She's the character that helped me make all my friends in Star Wars. 
I was 14, she was 14, and so was Phantom Menace. And I thought we would get along pretty well once I learned to be a super spy like the rest of her friends. And so I really wanted more of that story. When they were like, hey, do you want to write this book? And I was like, do I get the handmaidens? And they were like, yes, we just rolled from there. So it's fantastic to take these super smart, super fantastic girls and just write their stories and their relationships and all that kind of stuff. Wow. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, I like the emphasis on on the handmaidens because I really uh, female friendship is something that we're really missing from Star Wars. Yeah, I mean we get a little bit of that with with uh, Leia and Holdo in the Leia book, and you know it's hinted at on in the movie, but I'm hoping this really digs into that. Yeah, me too. I remember there was this like children's book like way back when and it was about Padme and the handmaidens and I forget like what the premise of the book was but it was like she was she was undercover and like they were like training to become like handmaidens or something and like they were all like bonding and everything and then like she revealed she was the queen and they're like okay cool and then like she took them all as her handmaidens and like she that's it was like her creating relationships with these women and I was I always liked that as a kid because you know we never really got that you know like you said we don't really get uh, female relationships or friendships in Star Wars. Yeah, it's it's great. And oh, and here's the there's also the official description of the book is up and that's when Padme Nibiri, Queen Amidala of Naboo, steps down from her position, she's asked by the newly elected queen to become Naboo's representative in the Galactic Senate. Padme is unsure about taking on the new role, but cannot turn down the request to serve her people. Together with her most loyal handmaidens, Padme must figure out how, na- how to navigate the treacherous waters of politics and forge a new identity beyond the queen's shadow. Hmm. That all sounds good to me. Are you going to read it? Yeah, probably. I mean, I'm not going to like buy it or anything, but I'll put it on reserve at the library and read it like six months after it comes out. <laughs> I wish there was a way for like someone to like buy a, like a book on Kindle or something and like send it to someone else. Yeah, there's a reason they don't do that. Because... I would totally send my version to you. Or if like I get the book, I would like wrap it up after I'm done and send it to you. I mean, I'll read it eventually. It sort of depends. Like sometimes those, I can get those from the library pretty quickly. And sometimes there's a long waiting list or sometimes they just don't get them at all, but I can request that they get them. That's fun. You know, out of all of like the novels to like come out, I, for some reason, like, it was revealed, like, a couple months back that we were going to get a Padme novel. And I was like, cool. And then, like, the news kind of just went away. And I was just like, you know, I don't know. Like, maybe I didn't see this happening. But, like, what novels do you see either not happening in the future? Or, like, what kind of novel would you want to see, like, from Star Wars? I don't I don't quite know how to answer the first part of that. I don't know either. What books do I not expect them to do? (laughs) God. This this is what happens when people are in my house, like, yelling for, like, a couple days. I I can't think because it's, like, finally, like, I think she's out shopping or something. So I get, like, my quick hour, two hours of silence. And I, I don't know what to do with it. It's, like, I should 
I should try to probably talk about Star Wars, but then it's like I try to form a sentence, so then it's like words. But okay, I'll say this: we're never gonna get we're never gonna get the the EU type thing again. And I, I mean by that I don't mean like obviously like I don't mean them like directly doing like EU stuff. What I mean is. I feel like the books that we're going to get are going to be much more tightly controlled. Hmm. In in terms of what they're adding to canon. Okay, that's interesting. Hmm. Do you think that they're going to write any more novels about any main characters? Like... Do you think we'll ever get like a Chewbacca book? I mean, I don't, I don't know. I'd like to, I'd like there to be some just sort of fun side adventure books. Hmm. I'm trying to think of what other characters we have already gotten a Tarkin book. Um, like Wedge Antilles. Um, trying to think of like other characters. Uh, Holdo, even. You get like a Holdo. I would love more with Holdo. Like, I don't, I unfortunately just do, like, don't think there's the demand for that. But I'd really like that. Even if it's just maybe a story and an anthology. Yeah, like, if well, we get, yeah, if we get like another from a certain point of view, like set later. Maybe we'd get Holdo. Maybe we'd get Amon Mothma. I'd love. I would love Maz. Hmm. Yeah, that could be interesting. I don't know if we're gonna find out anything else about her. Like, I know that she's gonna be in episode nine, but I feel like she's just one of those characters that's just there. It's not really explained. It gets explained, like, why she's there, but it's not explained, like, how she came to be there, you know? I know, but, like, give me, like, Maz's adventures with Chewbacca and Han. And I would assume Lando. I hope she knows Lando, and I hope we get interactions with her and Lando. Dude, that'd be sick. I'm down for that. Do you think that we'll get Holdo in Forces of Destiny? I don't know. Like, are we getting more forces of destiny? I don't know. I hope so. It's forces of destiny is weird because it'll occasionally just be like, "Hey, there's new episodes coming out in two weeks." Yeah. Well, who knows? Like, solo. Maybe when solo goes on DVD, we'll get more. Like, we'll get something with like Enfys Nest. We better get something with Enfys Nest. She's cute. I like her. Oh, yeah, that's coming out on DVD. Not soon. Soon? Let me check. I thought it was September something. That seems really late. All right. All right. DVD release date. Um, September 14th. Are you going to buy Solo? I don't think so. Yeah. I know that either Rusty will or I don't know if Carlos will, but I know one of them will. 
and I'll probably end up watching it again. I see it being on Netflix, though, in the next couple months. But yeah, like I for some reason, I'm just not interested in watching the like the behind the scenes or any deleted scenes. Like I'm just I'm not excited. And that's a bummer to me. Like, I liked the movie, but like, I didn't love it. Like, I'm not sitting here thinking of conspiracy theories of Infus Nest or uh, thinking about Lando and L3, but I don't know. It's sad. I, I wish I was more invested in the movie. Well, maybe I think because I, I think I connected more with Rogue One because I grew up with the prequels. Like that was my upbringing to Star Wars was because of the prequels. So I think that having a movie like set in that era of we get, you know, like the Death Star and but then like this is the same thing is that like you get Han Solo too. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Let's talk about Clone Wars. <laughs> no, there's no okay, okay. So um there was another really uh, just a little thing, but I, I really liked it, which is uh, Richard E. Grant tweeted out just a little video of him talking about getting the part. Because apparently this, you know, this was something where it was, hey, send in an audition for an unnamed project. And then like a month or two later, he gets he gets his call and he goes in to meet with J.J., and he gets, you know, and he's offered the part and he's talking about, like, trying to keep his cool about it. But he's just, he's like, when he, the whole time that he's telling the story, it's just like, you know, a little 30 second video or saying, but the entire time he, like, can't stop smiling. And that makes me really happy. Oh. I don't know. There, I like it when people are super excited to be in Star Wars. Yeah, that makes me happy. I want to be in Star Wars. I've thought about this and I don't think I ever would want to. Not even as like a background character or like a personal assistant to someone or. I mean, I don't know. I feel like. While it would be its own like super cool. Well, okay. Maybe, maybe one of like the standalones. Oh yeah. But never one of the trilogy movies. Because I think it would, I think it would take me out of the experience of watching it. So, it would have to be not only would it have to be a standalone, it would have to be a standalone that I don't particularly care about, hmm. like the Boba Fett movie or something. So, I I have a question about the Boba Fett movie. So. I keep hearing these rumors that apparently during Celebration 2015, they were going to show a teaser for the Boba Fett film, but they never did because it was, I think it was Josh Trank that was supposed to do it, but he went psycho. Yeah. Are you interested of like, would you want to see what that trailer would have looked like? I mean, I imagine it would have been one of those things where there's no like actual footage. And it's just sort of like dramatic music and maybe like a shot of of the costume and, you know, like a zoom in on the helmet or something. Who do you think they would have had play Boba Fett? I I mean, that's sort of that's one of those really interesting questions. Because I, I, 
that's really easy to go wrong with in terms of I I don't have faith in them to just not cast a white dude. Yeah. I mean, especially that movie. Like, maybe, maybe now it's something they're, like, a little more aware of because the backlash would be pretty huge. But I that's still my main concern with the Boba Fett movie. Yeah, I just don't know how the fuck they'd come up with a plot for that. Well, I mean, you can do... I mean, that's the thing is, like, in terms of canon, Boba Fett's wiped clean. Yeah. You can do anything with him. He's, you know, he's a fucking bounty hunter. Yeah, I guess. Uh, Well, Emily, you just put up a poll on the Candlebite Twitter about candy corn. I did. See, um, they're not all they're not all polls about whether or not you would have sex with somebody. Sometimes they're about food. Yeah, I agree. Well, okay, I, I have to I I have to I have to break the news to you that I am not a fan of candy corn. I don't understand what people have against honey. It just it's honey flavored candy. I'm not the biggest honey person. I mean, I'm not going to eat like an entire bowl full of candy corn because it's very, very sweet. And you have to get good candy corn, not like cheap ass candy corn. You want to get the Brock's because that's the best candy corn. Or you get the Mallow Cream Pumpkins, which are fucking delicious. But again, you don't eat like an, you don't eat until you're sick, like sick to your stomach. You eat like a small handful of candy corn. And it is delicious and sugary and good. I'm a more like sweets candy person though. Like the sweet tarts and like something tarty. Like I love me a good tarty candy or like those sour things like the sour worms and stuff. I like sour worms. Yeah, those are good. I mean, I never buy them. (laughs) But, like, if somebody has some and they're like, hey, do you want some sour worms? I enjoy them. Yeah. I'm not the biggest. Like, I can only eat chocolate if it's refrigerated or frozen. That's I don't, weird. I don't like, like, it just, it tastes better. Like, I, it, I don't like it when it's all, like, melty and stuff. Like, I... Like, if I got, like, a Hershey's chocolate bar, like, I'd put it in the fridge or the freezer, then I'd eat it because it's... It, it's nice and cold and or put well, it in ice cream. I mean, first of all, Hershey's is garbage chocolate. But also like you're really like you're muting the flavor of it a lot when you do that. I guess, but I I don't like it at room temperature, like kind of a little bit cooler than room temperature. Or like M&Ms. M&Ms are good when like you put them in the fridge for a little bit and then eat them. Snickers are good frozen. Mm-hmm. Although you have to sort of freeze them and then let them thaw a little bit or you will break your teeth. Have you done that before? I mean, I haven't actually broken a tooth, mm-hmm. but I've tried to eat like a Snickers straight out of the freezer and it doesn't work. You're like, you have to like gnaw at it like a rat. <laughs> Twix, are, Twix are really good frozen. Oh, I love Twix. So you said that Hershey's is shit chocolate. What's what's Emily's definition of a good chocolate bar? 
Um, I mean, you don't even have to go like super gourmet. Although there's, you know, there's really good, like expensive, like bar chocolate, like Vosages is really fucking amazing. Even, but even in terms of like grocery store chocolate, I think Hershey's is about the worst. At least like go up a level and do like Dove. Which doesn't just taste like chewing on wax. Like Hershey's is fine if you're like making s'mores where there's something else in it. Yeah. Well, have you had the cookies and cream Hershey bars? I like the cookies and cream. Oh, those are fucking good. And what I really like now is they have the gold, which is the caramelized cream with the peanuts and the pretzels. So it's super salty. That's my jam. Salt and chocolate. Or salt and sweet. So I'm going to ask you a random question. Mm -hmm. Inspired by my mom texting me what what I wanted from Mexican food. And I, Emily, what's like your, let's say that you were going to go to like a Mexican food restaurant. What would you order? Enchiladas or chimichangas. Really? Mm-hmm. Not like a burrito or like, no. are, are you a, have you had a burrito here in um, LA before? Not in LA, but I've had like the style, like another, but no, I got I, I, enchiladas are my jam. And also chimichangas because anything deep fried is better. Mm. I mean, I'll eat a burrito and I love tacos. I will eat anything, but like favorite wise. Yeah. Cover something in sauce and cheese. Oh, so good. I know. I just ordered rolled tacos and I think I'm del- I'm regretting my decision. But it's fine. Uh, I'm trying to think of like what other Mexican food items are really good. Um, Flatas are good. Um, have you had like a California burrito before? Yeah. Did you not like it? No, they're fine. It's not a matter of not liking something. It's just I like other things more. Yeah, I know. But I just feel like that's like not like a staple of like burritos. But like, I don't know. Just like sometimes. Yeah, you're right. Um. Okay, let's say you're at an Italian food place. What would you order? I mean, I don't have, like, a bog-standard Italian thing. Because I like Italian food in general. I'm going to get some sort of pasta, because otherwise, what's the point? But in general, I would go for, like, cream-based sauces over tomato-based sauces. I get pizza. Pizza's good at Italian places. I'll do pizza if they have, like, the wood-fire oven pizza. Mm. But... I pizza is something like if I'm going to have pizza, I want to go to a place that is like specializes in pizza. Yeah, well, well, because you live in New York and like they have a lot of like pizza places there. Like they have like the New York pizza slices or whatever. Like what is the perfect New York slice of pizza? Well, it depends. Like, there's really good pizza places here that do, like, the wood fire type. Like, go to Roberta's, um, go to Octo. Like, there's, like, places like that, like the high-end stuff. But, I mean, honestly, sometimes you just want, like, a dollar New York slice. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially, like, if it's late night and, like, you're drunk, then then do, like, two brothers where you can, again, like, you get a huge slice of pizza for a dollar. 
Um, I always see people in like Sparrows and I'm like, no, 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 don't do that. And (laughs) don't, don't get pizza from a place that also does like burgers and fried chicken and salads and, and, and like go to a fucking pizza place. Go to a place where like, I mean, maybe you could get a salad that is pretty gross, but go to a place that's just, you know, a hole in the wall, dollar a slice. They have like, you know, six different kinds of pizza. Hmm. That sounds good. Yeah. I don't think I've ever had like a New York, like official New York pizza before. Well, yeah. Like I think I can't remember. Like I got pizza once and it was okay. But. <sighs> but anyways, um, do you want to talk about the Clone Wars? I guess I don't really have much to say. I watched the the second half of the Andran arc. And, you know, they beat the Separatists. And the rightful king is reinstated. And uh, Stila dies, and it's very sad. Yeah, that, that death was really sad. Because she's, like, falling off a cliff. And Ahsoka grabs her with force powers, but then Ahsoka gets shot. So, yeah, so then she dies. They do this weird thing, though. Okay, so last week I was complaining about the whole, like, jealousy thing between Stila and Ahsoka with Lux. But they do a weird thing here, which is they just drop it completely without any explanation like, but there's like they're about to like split up to go on this mission, and Lox and Stila kiss, and then like Ahsoka just sort of like grins at him and punches him on the shoulder. <laughs> I remember that, and I'm just like, okay, like that's fine if you hadn't set up this weird jealousy thing before, or if you had had her like really like show her like what makes her be like, okay, I come to grips with this now. It's very strange because it's you know it's not like you know this was six months later they're te- they're going back to this story and she's over it it's you know it's the next episode didn't like Anakin talk to her or something yeah but like we had seen Anakin talking to her and then she was like still like they still had that piece of it so it it just seems really dropped yeah that's interesting. I totally forgot about that. Because when Anakin talks to her, we still see like one more scene where she's just like being super jealous about it because that was last week. And so I just, I don't know. It also seems weird to me that the way they do this, which is, you know, this was, this whole arc was, we can't officially get involved as the Jedi. And I'm just sort of like, and I'm sort of like, well, why the fuck not? Like, what determines when you're involved with fighting the Separatists? Because you're in a war. And what is just, no, this is a planetary matter. And it seems to completely be decided on what's more convenient for the story that you want to tell. Yeah. It's like, oh, because it's this big deal when Ahsoka, like, show, like uses her powers, like, openingly to, to help out. And it's like, oh, now people know that the Jedi, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, what the fuck does it matter? I maybe I, 
maybe this planet wasn't Jedi friendly. Like maybe they were like they were a separatist planet, but well, not, like it's a planet. And then when the, you know, when the King gets deposed and the new King like takes over, he aligns with the separatists, but I still don't quite understand why that means that they want to be seen as, as hands off when they've got involved in other planets before. Maybe because, like, they didn't see the people getting into, like, danger. Like, I think that they were focusing more on planets that they they couldn't fight back. And not that Stila and whatever, like, the rebels couldn't fight back, but they thought that they were powerful, powerful enough to, like, leave this issue alone. But, like, but why, this- like why did it have to be secret? Because I think that Jedi Council, because the Jedi Council was like, uh, guys, don't do it. So I think that's why well, they were no, like, but like, very... why did the Jedi decide that it has to be secret? Like, they go along with Anakin's whole, we're going to train these rebels thing. We're just not going to let anybody know. And it doesn't, there doesn't seem to be any, like, real explanation that fits in with what we've seen them do before. It's sort of like, I was reminded a lot of Star Trek. And the Prime Directive, which is you're not supposed to like interfere on planets um, that are pre-warp technology. Hmm. And it's one of the things that they sort of bring up when they need that to be their driving conflict of, oh, but this is against the Prime Directive. But then a lot of the time they're just ignoring it completely and don't even mention it. Yeah, I don't know. You know, it, it's interesting because, like, I would watch this series and they would say, like, oh, like, we can't get involved. And I would just be like, okay. You know, like, I wouldn't think twice about it. So I, I think it's interesting that, you know, that you're thinking or, you know, you're creating these thoughts. Okay, like, well, why can't they do this? Why can't they do this in this episode but not in this episode? So I, I think that's interesting. I mean... I think that's great that you're getting like not involved in the show, but like you're asking questions about the show and you're wondering why this war is the way it is, you know? So, but yeah, this, this was a good arc. I mean, it's not one of my favorite arcs, but it's not one of my least favorite. Let me see what ones you have next. Low Ward Season 5. Okay. Um, the next episode is one called The Gathering. Oh my god. Oh no. Oh no. I think you know. Is it the circus? the circus okay it starts off not at a circus it's like uh you know jedi youngling shit but yeah it ends with the circus okay well i guess be prepared for me to bitch a lot next weekend there's three episodes um actually wait there's four episodes Uh, in this part so okay 
Um, just start off with the first two episodes because it doesn't get into like the circus stuff until the last two episodes of the arc. So you'll get some cute little Jedi children. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll get okay. Wait, one, two, three, four, five. There's only one human child. Okay, that's good. There's one Wookie. Uh, one. Uh, shark face, not shark face, but like the hammerhead shark. Okay. Then there's one that looked like um. The Jedi, okay, I'm trying to think of what episode you watched. Um, when you got back from season five, there was an episode with Obi-Wan and another Jedi, and they went to a planet to confront Maul and Savage, yes. right? Yeah, so the the same species that the woman was, there's the child, that's her species. Okay. There's a cute little Wookiee child. Okay, I'm down for little Wookiee Padwan. Yeah, he's cool. And then... <clears throat> there's one more. I don't know what kind of species he is. Um, but yeah. You get some good Jedi children, so. And Ahsoka. Ahsoka and the Jedi kids. Okay. Oh, so it should be um, the monthly Mendo movie pick for this month is going to be Slow West. Uh, we're going to do it for episode, not next week, but the week after. So, uh, 55. And it's got Michael Fassbender in it. Um, a bounty hunter, Michael Fassbender, keeps his true motive a secret from a naive Scottish teenager. He's offered to serve as a bodyguard and guide while the youth searches for his beloved in 1800s Colorado. I don't know how much Mando's in this one, but he's some, like, bad guy with, like, a ridiculous fur coat. Cowboy Mando. I'm ready for it. It got pretty bad reviews. I am even more ready for it now. Michael Fassbender, what do you think of him? Oh, my God, I love Michael Fassbender. Okay, good. He's married to Alicia Vikander, right? I think I have, so. I have no idea. Oh, and this movie's if at least in the US, it's on Netflix. Woo! Easy for me. This is great. I'll watch it at work maybe sometime this week or next. I need another work movie to watch other than uh Crash. No, I'm kidding. We got a lot of fun reactions to um, reviewing Crash, so I'm glad that you guys all enjoyed that. Yeah, that was good times. Maybe I, maybe I should watch more. <laughs> maybe Emily should uh, provide more weird movies for me to watch. <laughs> I mean, we, could just, we could just stick with Cronenberg. You could watch, like, The Brood. Okay. Um, I'll write that down. I mean, that's more, like... It's definitely more like straight up horror. Oh god, I'm not good with horror. Maybe I'll have to bring someone with it's, me to watch it. It's pretty fucking gross. Okay, yeah. Um uh, Cro- summoning yeah. a person. Cronenberg likes his gore effects. 
Or you could watch like a genuinely like really good Cronenberg movie and do okay. and do a history of violence. And that is okay. um Viggo Mortensen from uh he was Aragorn in Lord of the Rings movies. And it's got him and Ed Harris. Sweet. It's 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 really good. I mean it's fucking violent as shit, but it's really good. I don't do well with like violence. I I get I get creeped out easily, I think, with movies and like if I see like blood or like stabbing or something, I get kinda like blah, 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 blah. but Okay, well man, maybe maybe skip a history of violence. I don't know. It's good, but it's it's there's definitely blood. Yeah. I mean if I can watch like Game of Thrones and shows like that, I think I should be fine. Okay. That'll be yeah, I'll be interested to hear what you think about that. Yeah, I'll watch one of the two. But but yeah, um we got a fuck Mary Kill this week. We did. From a Mr. Johnny Grasso. <sighs> Johnny Grasso. Child actor Johnny Grasso. Alright, here let me get pull it up on Twitter. The choices are Tom Cruise, Owen Wilson, and Dave Chappelle. Which is a really odd mix. Yeah. It's really odd. I wonder what made him think. I almost want to ask. Okay, I'm going to ask him. What would you choose? I mean, I know he loves Tom Cruise. I'm surprised that DiCaprio is not on this list. Yeah. Okay, we're asking. I'm asking Johnny right now what he would choose. Um. Let's see. I would... Owen Wilson, that's just... Uh, I'd probably kill him. Marry Dave Chappelle and fuck Tom Cruise. Because Tom Cruise is, like, he's attractive. Even though he's into that weird Scientology bullshit, I can ignore that for, like, 30, 45 minutes. So, I'd fuck him. What about you? I can't fuck a Scientologist. Like, especially not one who totally knows all the terrible shit that's going on. Because it's not about, like, the beliefs. Because I think the beliefs are bullshit. But I also think every other religious belief is bullshit. But, like, there's a... He's ignoring, like, horrific abuse that goes on within Scientology. And so, he's got to die. I think he's a really charming actor. I think he's great in those Mission Impossible movies. And oh yeah, the last one was good. He like he's obviously like really d- dedicated to his job since he like does almost all his own stunts and does things like breaks his ankle and, and then is running on it a couple months later. But I think he is a bad person, and so he is he's got to be my choice for kill um i guess i i think i would fuck owen wilson i enjoy owen wilson in small doses i mean his shtick gets old pretty fast but i mean he's pretty good in the in the wes anderson movies and he's he's funny and other stuff for about 
five or ten minutes. He's decently attractive. I kind of like the broken nose. Mm. And I guess so. I guess Marion Dave Chappelle. Yeah, I could. Yeah. Dave Chappelle obviously like has some, you know, has some mental health troubles, but I think it like seems like a decent enough dude from what I know, which isn't admittedly a lot. And I think he is the one of those three you could have the most interesting like conversations with because he's really smart. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. Sorry, Johnny. Tom Cruise got to die. I hope, Johnny, that this makes up for the time that I killed you and fuck me or kill and blue harvest. Because <laughs> for some reason, I, I keep hearing about that. Like, every time I, I get, I hear, oh, yeah, well, you killed Johnny right here. Didn't you kill Johnny in Blue Harvest? And I was like, sorry, Johnny. <laughs> Poor Johnny. Yeah. Poor Johnny. But, I mean, he's having a good time right now. You know, he just saw Tom Cruise on the big screen, so he's probably having a good week. He loves that Tom Cruise and Leonardo DiCaprio. Have have Tom Cruise and Leonardo DiCaprio been in a movie together? I want to say no, but I'm looking it up. That would be like Johnny's heaven. Is both of those dudes in a movie together. And Ray being a Skywalker or a Kenobi. <laughs> I've never seen someone so like strong willed about Ray being a Kenobi or a Skywalker <laughs> or a solo. He's going to be very sad when at the end of episode nine, Ray is not a Kenobi, Skywalker, or solo. But it's fine. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, well, yeah, I think that wraps up our episode 53. Yeah, we didn't have any email this week, right? No bite dispatch. No email. No email, but it's all for next week. You know, maybe everyone's getting ready for the news that they don't know it's going to happen next week, so... We're still missing Kendo Bitch number one. He's still. Uh... I feel like he's abandoned us and that he needs to be careful. Why doesn't he make music for us? Like, I feel like we have some like music worthy moments. Yeah, it's pretty disappointing. I gotta say, my feelings are a little like, bit hurt. Like, I want Dom to turn this episode into this. I mean, not like... this episode. This is not a very good one. Yeah, I mean, you can go back to any time. Like, you can go back to the to the time when I told the story about how how I had to uh, put on drunk goggles and do things with body parts, fake body parts. Um, I'm trying to think what other episodes that would be like good, good uh, rap worthy. I don't know, but Dom, please make us music. Make make music for us, Dom. Like gaps beats. I think that's his name now on Twitter. He's just too famous for us now, Emily. Yeah, he's outgrown our podcast. It's very sad. 
we're gonna have to find a new Canto bitch number one. Maybe like Blake or something. Blake or uh I mean Turbo wanted to be director, but I think Director's number one, and that's Mendo. And number two is Canto Bitch number one. But I don't know. Emily, where can you find you on uh, social media? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at EFLind. You can find me on the other podcasts I do. One is called He's Dead Jim, and that's what I do with friend Mick. And we talk about episodes of star trek the original series one episode at a time so you can watch along with us and hopefully by the time this episode goes up my the twin peaks podcast i do how's annie will be back up we are starting back at the very beginning with the tie-in novel the secret diary of laura palmer and then we're going to be jumping into season one of the show so look out for that again. That is how's Annie. Um, oh, you can find our show at Canto Bit po- <laughs> Canto Bite Pod Canto, Canto Bite Pod on Twitter and Instagram, and it's uh, Canto Bite Pod at Gmail dot com to email us in topics or questions or thoughts or fuck Mary kill ideas or top three ranking ideas. And Brittany, where are you? I am on Twitter as CantoBrit and Instagram as Brittany the Ginger. All right. Yeah, just a short one this week because there's not much news. But thank you all for listening. Please rate and review us on iTunes. And we will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye.